Hello again, everybody. I'm Michael Conniff. I'm the host of the Accelerator podcast, bringing together entrepreneurs, founders, startups with uh, angels, VCs, venture capitalists, uh, investment management firms, family offices of all kinds. And what we're dedicated to is finding the very best companies around the world. Um, we really don't care where they are. In some senses, the more exotic, the better, because that can mean uh, opportunity. And um, one of the companies that we put on our watch list is uh, Connected Home. Uh, and I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast um, Mukhtar. Welcome, Mukhtar. Um, Thanks for having me. And Mukhtar um, uh, has the most difficult last name I've ever had to pronounce. <laughs> I'm going to try Kun, uh, Kwon Shabili. Almost correct. That's Kazakh or from Kazakhstan. And um, he has a company um, that has put together some really interesting technology. They are um, at a $10 million valuation looking for $2 million in capital. And after you, you hear us talk, you will understand why. Um, they are in 1,500 smart homes. Um, they bill themselves as the art of living smart. And um, this, uh, and, and as we've discussed before, this smart home category has actually been around for over 30 years. Um, I remember having a, a, an old friend who specialized in smart homes. That was in like 1980. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, so we're still... We're still trying to get there, um, but why don't you define the smart home for us and then tell us what specifically you set out to do? Yes. Uh, so basically, uh, we, we were founded uh, about three plus years ago, uh, three and a half years ago. So uh, our philosophy on the first place was building a smart home with a new concept. So mm -hmm. we're called Connected Home because we're connecting some, some values. So the, uh, the main four values we have is the, first of all, it's a security. Second, it's a, a sustainability, uh, using less electricity, using less uh, water. And the third of all, it's comfort. And four is health, which is very important these days. And basically, uh, we have a concept of living smart, not only through the uh, technology, but also with the, with the whole uh, ecosystem, we call it. So basically, you're living like in, in the hotel. You're living in the condominium, like in the hotel. You're using some of the services that this building condominium has or, or the closest buildings have. Uh, some, some of the services, like cleaning services, you subscribe for a cleaning service. You subscribe for uh, delivery. You can have some things delivered from the store because some uh, like moms alone at home cannot go to, for the for the diapers, uh, those kind of services. But also through the devices, we also uh, provide the information, the necessary information that lets you decide whether to uh, how how to react to the, for example, air quality. Uh, your health is very important, right? So we we're showing the CO two level from different devices. We show you the most necessary information and let you decide what to do or, or automate this process. On top of that, we have the services so that you could live comfortable, uh, like 
you could relax in your house, right? These days, the, the, the house has become, uh, our brains are become more and more, uh, how to say, be, like there's too much information we can see, uh, we receive every day. And uh, uh, we get stressed and the home should be the place where we relax, where we feel comfortable, where we feel the most healthiest we have, we feel most productive for some people because they have the offices there. Uh, and basically, yeah, so it's the art of living smart, meaning the health, the four values and the services that provide the most comfortable life. And it's not just um, the technology in the home, which I want to talk about, because I think that that's sort of unique, but also the um, the connectivity to external data, to external services. Right. So it's it's not just the home and it's not just, you know, you're in the igloo and you don't really care about what happens outside. It's more, um, it's also the integration of information, data, services, right, in, in your concept. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because it's not only the, the devices itself. Usually people think when you say smart home, it's only the devices. They buy some devices, put in their house and the curtain opens. Hey Siri, like turn on the light. That's it, basically. But oh, my Mac activated. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and also we built all, all these services. You need, us, you need your smart home for your Mac too, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. Like you, we can integrate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all connected yeah. to the Apple Home application. Uh, connected home. <laughs> Let me ask you this because um, I, I am one of those who associated with technology. And I think we can broadly say it's underneath, under, under the Internet of Things category um, because you're connecting many, many devices, all of them, I assume, over or primarily over the Internet. And so my question is, tell us about, let, rather than start with sort of the hardware of the box, let's start with what are the services you're trying to integrate? Because it seems to me that the real challenge here would be to integrate so many different services, whether it's utilities, the water, the electricity bill. How do how do you do that? How do you approach that integration process? Um, in the beginning, that's a really great question because in the beginning we we decided to dictate something that we think is the most important for the application. So we were showing the most important stuff for the people, but for the uh, during the last year we uh, paid uh, pretty much. Big, we we uh, like paid big attention to the actual stuff that our clients needed. So basically, we, you confess that you started to listen to your customers. Yeah, that's that's correct. Because well, in the beginning, <laughs> right? In the beginning, all the startups think that they are the smartest, right? So we, we're the smartest. So we started to dictate. But last year, it's our third year. Uh, we decided to make a customer development, like the whole research, uh, asking, spending one hour to each, like 10 to 15 clients. Mm. And we're still, uh, we're still actually doing that process. We haven't finished that yet. We're going to do it until, until the end of the spring. We're going to make it like the long process where we listen to the actual stuff that our clients need. But uh, we started. Can I just share, share one thought on that? Um, yeah. I did market research for about 10 years. Um, 
And I came to this theory that it was if you actually just talk to your best customers, meaning your smartest customers, not, you know, it's great to talk to all of them. Don't get me wrong. But if you really focus on the smartest customers who are kind of pushing you, that you can really get great dividends from that. And you can get them quickly because they know what they want. They tend to be impatient. You're not delivering it <laughs> as yet. So, but go, go ahead. So you've started, what is that process of market research and talking to your customers? What has that produced in terms of product? What does that reduce to say? What has that produced in terms oh. of changing your product and changing your offering? Yeah, so so we had the whole like uh, all the options, all the information that might be uh, interesting for the people, and we started asking questions whether whether this one is uh, like proven concept kind of asking questions, but also we uh, you're you're absolutely uh, like saying it right because the smartest people they give they care for the product, they they not only caring for the thing that they consume but also like for the whole project. And they started uh, giving some ideas. Why don't you show guys this and this? Why don't you show the graphs of something that I'm using? For example, water. Last June, I was spending less water. Why? Uh, because, uh, I don't know, I have one more kit or, <laughs> or why? Like guests are coming or some kinds of like seeing the data and making some decisions based on this data. Regarding the, the, the previous question, the services, we basically started with the simple things that usual smart homes have. Uh, the last time your, your door was opened, kind of, we started saying that uh, your bathroom uh, light is on during the weekday at 2 p.m., for example, right? Or after 10 a.m. Uh, Why? Like showing some notification. Notification is actually a whole new uh, like instrument that gives you a great power, actually showing, asking the people, is everything okay? You haven't used uh, anything of your electricity for the last three days. Why don't you turn on your security mode? Are you still alive? Are you still alive? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always good to know. It's always good when your customers are alive. Um, but, but I also want to point out, this is probably a good point point to mention that you do not, you know, in, in particularly in the United States, uh, there are great concerns, grave concerns about the use of data. And you really limit the data you're collecting. You, As far as uh, I understand it, you do not um, individualize the data. You may aggregate it, but you're pretty strictly do not you know, because this could get very creepy very fast. You know what that word means, creepy. That's like horror movies, right, where bad things happen. So so I would – I know in the U.S. and probably in many other countries in the developed world that that, that would be kind of a normal question. It's like, this is a little creepy. You're going to know so much about me. Um, how do you guarantee that you don't misuse that information? Uh, that's yeah, I absolutely agree with you because you know the reason one of the reasons that the US is not uh, it's on the one of the last places where the IOT is developed actually the the Southeast Asia it's on the first place the China like there's a lot of IOT, IOT device on the first and second place this area like Asia Southeast Asia uh, and then goes Europe and then goes the US. 
So basically, mm -hmm. one of the reasons why US people are not using a lot of even the, the Google stuff, Google Home, right? And, and all these IoT instruments is they're afraid of the personal data. Uh, we are doing uh, what we're doing about it. We don't personalize the data. Uh, as you said, we don't attach a name to it. Uh, for example, you can even log in without telling your name, kind of. Mm -hmm. We just. Mm -hmm. Uh, without telling any information. So well, we only analyze the data, for example, uh, which might be valuable for our product or for some other products. It's like, for example, how many times uh, the door was opened before it broke down. This just was one of the examples, right? The, the factory says it opens 10,000 times until it breaks. But we actually saw from the sensor that it opens 5,000 5, times and it broke, broke, breaks. That's like one of the simple uh, examples. But uh, I think that would be very helpful if you could do that for the refrigerator door so that people could watch yeah. their diet. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it down. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you open the refrigerator door you know, five times after 8 p.m. and you gain 20 pounds. So... But let's get to the, the, the meat of this in the sense that, you know, you, to do this, you have to, you have to really provide some pretty good technology to even approach this kind of, um, this kind of problem uh, in the home. Tell us about the technology you've developed. Tell us about, I know there's a black box, um, mm -hmm. but, but let us understand what I'm putting in my home and what I'm getting for that, what I'm really getting. Uh, the technology itself, we, we started from the hardware. Uh, we started producing the hardware ourselves. Where it's like we're, we're using the knowledge from from Russia. We consulted with them, and uh, and also uh, like we started from the hardware, and the, on top of that, the building of the development of the firmware, software, the application, all these layers of uh, technology that we actually uh, mixed up to bring these values, right? So you're asked, what are we getting? People are getting the devices on the first place where all this uh, software is uh, playing, right? Uh, the devices itself. And on top of that, on the second layer, the information about this area. So uh, CO2 level in this area, for example, uh, in, in Astana, in our city, uh, during the winter time, it's the the, the, the air, air is very polluted. For example, you should see that you should should you go for a run today in the morning, tomorrow in the morning, or not, uh, because the air is kind of polluted. Sorry, that external data, but help me understand yeah. internally within the home. And I think you're you're looking at um, a five dollar a month subscription price for the service. Is that right? Do I have that right? Uh, yes, after one year, we uh, make it a subscription-based. Okay, it's free for the first year, then a subscription. Yeah. But what, are the, what, are the, what does it actually do? What are the applications? What, what, in other words, um, what, is the, what are the services, the data that you're bringing together inside? Putting, you know, not worrying about external right now, but inside. What are you, what's happening in the home? What are you tapping into? So... Uh, the value that uh, you're receiving from this application is, first of all, you control uh, the things, the electronics in your house. 
And one of the uh, interesting fact is that a lot of smart home companies, they try to sell as much devices as they want, as, as they uh, like you, they want you to buy a lot of devices. They're making money on the devices, mm -hmm. but we uh, are contracting with in partnership with other vendors so that we could integrate their device into our application. For example, if you have like five sensors in your house, we can integrate those sensors into our application. But on top of those uh, smart devices and controlling your electronics in your home, you're going to have the services from your local area. So uh, you're going to live in your house without, uh, without cleaning it, for example, right? So, so mm -hmm. you can have people clean it. You can use all the hotel kind of services uh, it, within one application. Hotel in a home kind of thing. Yeah, hotel in a home kind of thing. And yeah. also, sorry, in addition to that, like uh, in our business model, we uh, sell basically to the, to the developer companies. So we don't sell to one, two apartments. That's why we build the whole ecosystem. So this We're is important. Your, your business to business. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, and also you would go to people who are building new um, condominiums, right? Um, uh, both existing, but also new builds you can go into. And you can then have the potential of signing up as a, as a cable television provider did in the old days, you have the potential of signing everybody up. So when you go into a building, what's your experience so far in terms of penetration and percentage of people who get the service in uh, Kazakhstan? Uh, in Kazakhstan right now, we um, th 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 this is a platform where we pilot and test and see what people like kind of, but our main mission is going outside to, to other countries. Uh, the U.S. is very interesting market for us. Uh, there, at this stage, we're making as much smart homes as possible. So, so we sell uh, the single smart home package for a very cheap price and try to make it as much as possible. At this point, we would... Very cheap price be give me some specifics if you can. In Kazakhstan, uh, it, it would surprise you. In Kazakhstan, it's three hundred dollars. With, okay. uh, does that get you the box? Does does that get you a year of service? What does that buy you? That gives you the installation, the devices, okay. uh, force sensors, uh, some of the modes like security modes or the modes where you can turn off everything, but uh, your modem, of course, Wi-Fi and refrigerator. Uh, so, like basic package for three hundred dollars. All, okay. Already installed in your apartment, right? And so is that, do you have to pay a fee in the first year, an ongoing fee to keep that going? Uh, on, on the first year, you don't have to pay anything. But on so the, the second year, year, the subscription kicks in. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the second year, it kicks in with your utility costs. So you don't have to attach your bank account to, to the application or somehow pay differently. You pay your utility, and with your utility, you're paying, I don't know, $10, $5 just for the smart home. Uh, it's, it's Kazakhstani money. You're actually billing it through the utility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to make the communication, the, the interaction through the already uh, familiar channels, right? So you don't have to like somehow sign another contract, uh, attach your bank account. You just pay it with your utility. 
Okay, so let me just um, stop you there because, and we, I want to repeat that we're here with um, Mukhtar, the CEO of um, Connected Home, and and I said Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, but you pronounce it. It's 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 better to pronounce it your way, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Some people call it Kazakhstan. Yeah, but it's Kazakhstan. So, Kazakhstan. Um, so um, um, but this idea, I think this is kind of a profound idea. Maybe you didn't even like necessarily think of it that way, but I've always loved services where people don't know they're paying for it. <laughs> so it strikes me that being able to bill through third parties or through vendors yeah. um, that once I, I guess once I pay the $300, I'm going to know I'm, I'm sort I'm going to sort of forget about it because I'm not going to get a bill from connected home. Is that, is that right? In most cases, uh, that's correct. But there's one correction that I want to make is that you are not paying the $300. You're buying the apartment. So, so you're just buying an apartment. You're not paying separately. We We're now that you're paying for it yeah, yeah. so so you're getting the apartment already yeah smart so you're paying with the utility uh, it's all smart you have all the services and and when you buy your condo the 300 dollars is built into the purchase is that right? right right okay well i think that's kind of brilliant actually i i didn't realize that and i think that's um Again, this idea that people don't know what they're paying for. Now, this can come back to bite you. <laughs> you know, yeah. as people yeah. say, well, what's this $5 on my utility bill? Well, you know, it, it can come back to bite you. But basically, I think it makes you so seamless mm -hmm. that people – here's what I think about that. I think that that, that will inevitably reduce churn. And in a service like yours, you know, you don't want people, you know, getting off the service, getting on. You want them to stay on, of course, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. this way you can really. I, I mean, I wish I could think of some other um, examples where you could you can do that, where you can hide it like that. Hiding is probably the wrong word, but but you are delivering a great service. So let's talk about um, where you are in terms of revenues, because I know you've done pretty well. When I last talked to you. We zoomed, and uh, you told me that you had—I um, think it was uh, two years ago—over, um, or maybe in the neighborhood of a million dollars. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. It's a one point one point two one point two million. Twenty twenty one. How did you do? The twenty twenty one was very, uh, how to say, turbulent. Yes. Because, because there is uh, something happened in the construction development market. All the materials uh, during March of 2021 gone very high, 2x, 3x. Some of the mm -hmm. uh, bricks and some some of the very like iron, everything got very high, and the whole uh, market, the construction development market in Kazakhstan and the closer countries, Russia, uh, they actually uh, suffered from from these uh, things. And a lot of the contracts that we had until the end of 2021 was broken, was breached. Uh, so we made actually 1.5 million, a little bit more, but we wanted to make 2x for 2021. Uh, but we made 1.5 million 
or 20, 20, where, but for all these contracts, one of the good things, all these contracts was moved to 2022. So now we have pushed ahead. Yeah. yeah, Pushed ahead for 2022. So we have twice more uh, planned for 2022. We have 5,000 apartments, uh, a contract for 5,000 apartments during this year. So until the end of this year, we're going to make 5,000 plus apartments, uh, smart homes and to build the whole ecosystems, not only Astana, we opened the uh, affiliate in the Tashkent office in Tashkent. We got one project there, Uzbekistan and some other cities of Kazakhstan too. So now you're also in Uzbekistan. What comes after Kazakh? Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, now I'm never going to say it right. <laughs> say it however, like, comfortable for you, Michael, don't worry. <laughs> Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Yeah, I'll get it. Um, okay. So what comes after those two countries, the close, you know, your neighbor and, uh, and your home country? So why we entered Uzbekistan? Because the development is very high there. The, the president, uh, the new president came a couple, uh, several years ago, and then, Everything got changed. Apple opened their uh, company there, like affiliates, some Nike, some big companies opened their offices there in Uzbekistan. And the development is jumping uh, high, very, very intense development. That's why we opened there. Uh, one of the negotiations we're doing right now with two, three countries, uh, third of them is USA, but the first two are uh, Azerbaijan, uh, in Baku, uh, there are a couple of companies that we're negotiating with, but we're, we're, we're thinking like whether to go to that market or not. Uh, and also Dubai, the UAE, United Arab Emirates, the development is very uh, intense there as always during the last 40 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very intense. A lot of buildings are still building in the city, uh, across the city. And, and they're big, they're big buildings generally. Big right? buildings. We're talking yeah. about. Some of them are gigantic. Gigantic. I, I don't know. Like, it's miraculous city, actually. During the 40 years, the de desert became a whole, like, center of investment, right? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of uh, development companies there, they don't, how to say, we, uh, they're not very developed technology-wise. So uh, there are some European uh, solutions they have. But the technology-wise, there, there's still place. Uh, there's still uh, a space for, for for our project, we believe. And also, our our dream is to somehow uh, start implementing our solution in the USA market because uh, US no is is kind of close to me because I lived there five years, and uh, this market is very interesting for our project. And the, the whole nation, I think, would be very uh, surprised with the, with the new concept of living, right, in the new cities. And you, um, uh, you are a boilermaker, are you not? You're, you went to Purdue. That's in correct. Indiana. So you were in the heart. We call that the heartland, right? You were right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Um, but, no, that's exciting. So um, I guess, uh, uh, again, to reiterate, you're, you're looking for $2 million to fund the next phase. I should also point out that you have a uh, majority um, uh, shareholder, the chairman of uh, the BI Group, which is a big construction firm in a uh, big construction company in uh, 
Kazakhstan, um, and that the founders um, uh, have, I believe, uh, uh, three found three of you founders have forty nine percent of the company. He has fifty one percent. And what's his name again? Uh, that's actually forty nine for now. But there's one more condition that we're going to achieve, and it's going to be fifty one. Uh, okay. He, yeah, he, he is actually a cha chairman of the number one construction development in Kazakhstan. He got interested in the project and he invested uh, into our project about three and a half years ago. Basically. Well, tell us his name. Aydin. Aydin Rahimbay. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I think it's very promising. Um, um, I've uh, put you on my watch list for the accelerator, um, which is my way of saying it's not an endorsement. It's not a recommendation to buy. I don't do that, but it's um, or to invest, but um, it, it is a way of saying this company is really interesting. Um, they bear watching. That's why we call it the watch list. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and that we like what, what you're doing. So um, I want to congratulate you on how far you've come with this. Um, uh, smart home. You know, there's a podcast in the United States about what we call soccer, what everyone else calls football. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they say soccer, the sport of the future in the United States since 1972. <laughs> <laughs> so smart homes are like that. Smart homes, you know, since 1972, the business of the future. And a lot of elements are there already, and it's already happening in various, um, in various ways. But I think uh, Connected Home uh, with the CEO, Mukhtar, um, you know, you have a real opportunity to you know, to to bring it to a new level, and I I want to wish you all the luck in the world with that. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Michael. It's an honor to be in your podcast. I actually uh, your your background, your your education, the things you did, the books. It's uh, very inspiring. Uh, <laughs> this one person uh, did so many things in education and history. So. It's an honor to be in your podcast, Michael. Thanks a lot. That's, uh, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. And uh, we're going to, I want to stay up to date with you and stay in touch. And, um, and also let me, let me close by saying, what's the best way for people to contact you if they're interested in more information? Uh, WhatsApp, Telegram, uh, Skype, email, Whatever it is. Okay, I, you, can, you can email me at uh, mc at michaelconiff.com. I'll connect you uh, happily. Um, so thanks again, and um, we wish you luck, and uh, stay warm. What's what's the temperature in Kazakhstan right now? Oh, it's minus 25 right now. Where I am in Lo on Long Island, it's, um, it's uh, about 25, and we're freezing. <laughs> so we don't we don't know we literally don't know what cold is but, saying uh, Celsius, you see i'm saying it in celsius that's people worry about that thank you so much and um we will talk to you soon i hope okay yeah thank you so much michael thanks have a good day okay